You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome back to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm David Hosterman alongside my co-host Jonathan Edwards from Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Tommy Carafa with HomeSmart. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. John, how you doing? Good. Good morning, Dave. Got a great guest on the show today. I think he was our last guest before COVID happened. I think you're right. Like a year and a half ago. I Tommy. Put, I, I didn't put two and two together until we saw each other outside the studio. And Tommy had mentioned that. I think I was your last guest, and I think you are right, Tommy. Tommy Carafa, welcome back on the show, buddy. Thank you, guys. It's so good so good to be back. Missed you. John, well, do, do us a favor and tell our listeners what's on tap for today's show. Yeah, today we're going to kick off the show with one of Denver's most well-respected and experienced real estate professionals. Tommy Crawford, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are going to discuss the key aspects of the purchase contracts so that our listeners have a good idea of what they need to know when they are going to buy their next home. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. And just got to throw out the quick yellow cl- card disclaimer that... Citywide Home Loans and HomeSmart are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Tommy, thanks so much for being our guest host today on the show. Um, I know you've done this before with us a few times. Um, You and I go way back, like way, way back. Um, But anyways, do do us a favor and, you know, enlighten our listeners just a little bit about yourself, your experiences, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's so good to be back. Um, thank you for having me. So I've been in the Denver metro area my whole life. I actually grew up not too far from where we're recording right now today. Um, and I've been in real estate for, I would say, nine years now. i got three little boys. We live in Highlands Ranch and love uh, love being here, love everything about Colorado. Um, actually, Dave, you and I went to uh, middle school together. And your yeah. last week's guest, Dan Maley, we used to – Work at Paradise Bakery at the old South Glen Mall, and I, that was my first job. I was a dishwasher, so good old Paradise yeah, Bakery. Todd, yeah. Todd Nelson, I think, worked there too. Blast from the past, huh? Yeah, I loved it. Learned learned so much. So <clears throat> it's just so good to 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 be here and with so many great great people like you guys in the mortgage industry and Dan Maley, a good friend too. So. Um, and you said you got three little boys, and with this being a sports and real estate show, I I, I always see on Facebook your kids yeah. are big into lacrosse, like my son Charlie is, right? Yeah, they they love lacrosse. They're they're we just finished up flag football and baseball, and I think we're gonna ski a little bit more this year. So nice, yeah. that's good. My uh my neighbor's got a big flag football end of the year tournament this this weekend, John. Excellent flag football, and, nice. Uh, this one, so they they won their division, right? But now they got this flag football thing's pretty serious. I never realized how serious it is. Like now they got this end of the year tournament, and they got two teams flying in from Nebraska, really, California. Like what age like group? A big deal. 
Uh, they, these kids are only uh, eight years old too. That's uh, crazy. It's nuts. Wow. So, so, uh, so you're you're over at HomeSmart, right? I am. Uh, very great brokerage. Uh, yeah. Know a lot about them. Uh, probably one of the largest brokerages in the state. Correct. We are. We are the largest uh, brokerage in the Denver metro area and throughout the state, as per agent count. Per so, agent count. Okay. Yeah. So we have a lot of great agents. Love, love, love being there. And you're one of the. Are you? You're the manager of the uh, Littleton office, correct? I am. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. See, I can't. I can't get out of Littleton. I just love. I love this place so <laughs> exactly. much. Exactly. Go, go you, Littleton you, Lions. You, you, exactly. You said the studio is not too far from where you grew up. That's right. But your office isn't too far from where you went to high school. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, no. That's why everyone wants to move here. It's just a special place. So I'm not leaving. I agree. I'm, I'm staying here forever. Totally. Totally. What? Uh, and then, if correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't your father in real estate as well? way back in the day so you're sort of like carrying carrying out his legacy correct yeah he was he uh yeah he had a uh, real estate property management company and that was one thing i just i the property management side wasn't as exciting for me so i I wanted to get in the sales side of things and and be in the trenches with 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 buyers and sellers i just love i love helping people buy and sell homes hey john why don't you uh kick us off on the first half of the show all right tommy the ball's in your court here buddy you've been very successful in your real estate career let's highlight some of the really important aspects of the purchase contract we're going to start out with with just the very beginning of the contract and i only say this because it's funny how many contracts we get where this isn't actually correct and that is just getting the name and the address of the property correct right tommy i'm sure you've seen it as well we do on our end uh it's important that we get these contracts accurate correct yeah absolutely and for you guys yeah if if little things are not right and if we got tight timelines and our names our clients names aren't spelled correctly or the property the actual property address is not correct it's a big deal plus it can delay because you guys are coming back to me hey we need an amend extend yes it's it's easy to do however if you have a tight closing it can it can delay and you guys you guys need everything and on the buyer side too if names aren't correct addresses aren't correct that's never a good deal because this is a legally binding contract <laughs> well and, and you bring up a good point you know everybody thinks an amend extend can get sent through DocuSign and be e-signed by all parties and get it done instantaneously the problem is people are working people aren't in front of their computers all the time people are on vacation so it's a lot easier said than done in many cases that, you know, we think we can get a DocuSign document signed in a matter of minutes, but it could be a matter of hours and it could be a matter of days. And that could seriously jeopardize potential closing dates, like Tommy said. Well, I think sometimes we forget that some clients don't have access to a computer. Most do, but sometimes you've got agents that have to actually print those contracts or those amends and drive out to the client to have them sign. Uh, So, yeah, typically it's pretty easy, but not every time. Uh, Tommy, how about inclusions and exclusions? Can you talk to us a little bit about that and its importance? Right. So there was a joke when I was in real estate school that agents buy a lot of refrigerators because they forget to write in <laughs> and important things. If if it's not in the inclusions and um, as an agent we miss that or we don't put that in, legally they're not, they're not bound to leave it because it was not in the inclusion. So it's really important. 
But I also, there's a couple factors here because the market is still hot. We are seeing multiple offers still. Mm. So if, I am, if I'm writing a contract and the seller has specific exclusions and I try to write it in, so let's say they want to take their washer and dryer, but I, my buyers want to want the washer and dryer, but there's competing offers that exclude the washer and dryer, that other offer might get accepted. So there is a little bit of a, a science to this. In a competitive situation, we want to be cognizant of what the seller is requesting because we want to have the upper hand on everything that we do as a buyer. However, if there's not a competitive situation, those are negotiation pieces that we can put in an exclusion. And if we don't, and then my buyer's like, hey, Tommy, I thought we included the wash and dryer. Uh, it's not in the inclusions. My, my buyers could be pretty upset. So. It's funny you, you bring that up, John. I remember when I sold one of my first houses, um, we we just got this brand new, you know, killer play set from Costco. I'm talking one of the big ones, right? And we had it all, you know, railroad tied out and everything with the gravel and a specific part of the yard and everything like that. And, uh, <laughs> and the uh, buyers just assumed it was going to stay. But like Tommy said. It wasn't in their offer, the inclusions, right? So it became a, you know, bargaining piece. We, Interesting. We used, it, we used it for part of the negotiation aspect of it. You know, they came back with their with their uh, inspection objection and wanted us to fix all this stuff. And then they also said that somehow it came up that the, the place that was going to stay. So we said, well, okay, fine. We'll leave the place up, but we're not going to do this, 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 and this with the inspection objection. So it, 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 it sounds minor, but it comes up quite often, right, Tommy? It, it does actually. And it is, it's a, it's a big, big deal. And I, I'll go over my contracts when I write them and my clients are like, Hey, we need to get it in. But I always want to review three, four times everything on that contract. Cause one mistake can be a costly one. And a costly one for, for for me as an agent, I might be buying a refrigerator, I might be buying a trampoline set, a playhouse. Um, and then that just spoils the experience for the buyer too. So Dave, we have a, uh, here's a true story for you. We know an agent that in one of his first deals, there was a tractor that was supposed to be included in the contract and uh, he didn't, he forgot to include it when they bought the house, they went out to the barn and, uh, and the tractor was gone and uh, ended up the sellers took it with them because it wasn't included in the contract. So he ended up having to buy a new tractor for the buyers. (laughs) So that's important part of the contract. Now, Tommy, the next, the next part of the contract that I want to bring up is um, an interesting one Mm -hmm. and it's personal property and what happens is you know we we had a big jumbo deal uh on a investment property up in Vail that we just recently closed on and uh (laughs) it's funny because a lot of times these investment properties that people buy in the mountains they want the couch they want the dining room table they want the washer and dryer they want they want the kids bed set they want the bunk beds they want the coffee tables they want everything in the house right because right. they they're, they're, they're treating it as an investment property they want it fully furnished that way they can just go ahead and get it on vrbo quickly the problem is <clears throat> is from a lending standpoint we are only allowed to lend on the collateral of the property that does not include personal property right, right. so you have to be very very you know, smart when you're dealing with personal property. And in many cases, what we see is, you know, we have to get the personal property eliminated from the contract. Mm. And then we have to get a bill of sale for that personal property. Now, 
that bill of sale can be anywhere from a dollar to thousands of dollars. So make sure you're writing in that personal property correctly, right, Tommy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and the mountain properties are are different. My father-in-law, he's he's an agent up in Steamboat. So they run into this a lot more than we do down here where it it is an extensive list. So yeah, you have to be really careful. Um, however, I am seeing this more and more down here in the Denver metro area just because people do not want to move their furniture. Maybe they're moving out of state. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a separate a separate bill sell agreement. Um, we won't want to put that into the contract because then, again, that can back up um, closings because you guys want mm-hmm. the contract amended extended. Again, we, it's really important um, that as an agent that we're very aware of this. Yeah, I think an experienced agent knows how to handle those aspects of the contract. So um, one of the next ones I wanted to talk about here, Tommy, is parking and storage. This is something that we see with uh, condos and townhomes, which if you never bought or sold a condo or a townhome, you probably haven't thought too much about this. But this is important stuff here, is it not? This is a huge deal. Could you imagine you get you think you have a parking space, you pay to actually market value for a condo or a townhouse that you think had a parking space, but without that parking space, it's not as valuable. Plus, then if you're downtown, you don't have your, your reserved parking space. You could be driving around the city trying to find your spot, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes every night with your groceries or your dog, whatever. So it's extremely important that you know that it's deeded. You see the deed to the parking space, that it's included, um, because you don't ever want to assume that it automatically comes with the parking space. That is a huge, huge, huge deal. I, I can't say that enough. And then also with the storage piece, you could you could have a condo, and I know some of our condos now that we're building because it's more of a min- minimalist lifestyle, but you need your skis, you need your bike, you need to put um, just some of your Christmas stuff, whatever it might be. And if you don't have storage, that, that can be extremely frustrating. And that Inexpensive can, if you got to go find a, a storage unit outside of the complex. Exactly. And <clears throat> just as an agent, just being aware, you're looking at every single piece of this, this property before. And then also doing your due diligence process. If that parking spot's not there and they have advertised it, that's even a bigger deal. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and you see this more frequently, you know, in like cities like New York, right, where – Parking is extremely expensive and, like Tommy said, it's extremely challenging to come by. And one thing that Tommy mentioned, John, is the deeded parking space, right? Mm-hmm. That's extremely important because you got to pay taxes on that on that parking space as well. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard horror story. I've heard horror stories where people don't realize that they need to pay taxes on a parking space. And then they're not getting notifications from, you know, the county about being in default on that parking space. And then you get these people that buy up those tax tax liens. And now all of a sudden that they now all of a sudden they own that parking spot because the client wasn't aware that they needed to pay taxes on the parking spot. Yeah, that's a great point, Dave. Uh, so, Dave, another one I was going to – this comes up a lot for us uh, is the dates and deadlines within the contract. So there's there's certain dates and deadlines that are really important for us on the lending side. Uh, obviously, loan termination deadline, the appraisal, stuff like that. You want to talk to us a little bit about those dates and deadlines? I want to ask you a quick question here, John, just off the spot. What is the one deadline in the contract that clients tend to miss all the time? They tend to miss it all the time. Yeah. I mean, we've got the oh, the uh, insurance deadline, the ins- property insurance property deadline, insurance yep. deadline. Clients, listeners out there, agents out there, 
That is an extremely important piece of the contract. You need to have property insurance bounded with a, 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 an insurance company, and it has to meet the requirements of the lender, and there's a deadline in the contract for that. You know, in my neighborhood, there are a lot of older houses that have wood shingle, um, wood shingles, and it's required that for the roof, have, right? Or it was required siding. at some point per the HOA that all houses had to have wood shingles. Mm-hmm. Now they make wood facade shingles that you know appear to be wood, but they're actually you know made out of normal shingle material. But a lot of insurance companies won't insure wood shingles. Or T-lock shingles, I think, is another yeah. term, right? Mm-hmm. T-lock shingles, another, you know, insurance nightmare. And clients just don't think about it because they have so much other stuff on their plate that they don't realize that that deadline cannot come and go. Such a good point. Oh, sorry, John. To, just to hit on that, so I lived in the neighborhood, same thing, no wood shingles. Mm-hmm. We Before we sold, uh, it was either tile roof or you could get the – and they're really good looking, the faux wood, but they're yeah. really durable. However, it's expensive. Yeah, that exactly. that could be that could be a sixty seventy that hundred thousand dollar roof in some cases because you have to reinforce it yeah um, because the weight of the of the tile roof or those shingles um, those manufactured shingles so it's a big deal absolutely yeah. it's a huge deal and then also real quick on that is I had a client we were up in Evergreen and their their house was actually higher up but their property had a stream at the bottom of it. And lo and behold, it was in a flood zone, yeah. a por- portion. We were able to work it out, but it's a real deal. Even if you think you're not in a flood zone or they'd be like, no way you could be in a flood zone. It, you might be. It can happen. Yeah. We, yeah. D- we just had a deal last month. Uh, it's closing, I think, on Wednesday that had no clue that this property was going to be in a flood zone. And, and now FHA has different requirements on flood insurance. So it's become a lot more costly to obtain flood insurance and our debt ratios got out of whack. It took me a good 48 to 72 hours to figure out how to put that one back together. But needless to say, we got it taken care of. But Tommy's right. Make sure you're checking if you're in a flood zone. There's so many areas within the Denver metro area, you would have no idea that it's part of a flood zone. No yeah. clue. And then ironically, it's part of a flood zone. I had a deal yeah. early, early, early in my career off of I-25 and I-70. That was in a flood zone. Yeah. Like yeah. I-25 and I-70. I don't yeah. see any big rivers or streams yeah. or reservoirs down there, but I think it's the way the grading is. And, and when it would rain, it would just all collect in that area. Yeah. And then that's why they classified it as a flood zone. That makes sense. Tommy, when you're doing the contract and you're putting those dates and deadlines together, you're putting some serious consideration into that loan termination deadline, aren't you? Absolutely. Because that is going to be the last opportunity for a buyer to get their earnest money back and Guys, I'm seeing big earnest money checks right now, 50000 35000 Yeah. And we want to make sure everything in that loan is buttoned up just because of what we talked about with, with insurance. It could be a myriad of factors with the debt-to-income ratios. I want to make sure that the buyer is protected, that they can get out of this contract um, for unforeseen circumstances and – they can get that earnest money back. So don't take those dates and deadlines uh, for granted. If you're an agent out there, make sure that you're getting those uh, on track and even consult the lender as well. We have agents that will reach out to us and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking for dates and deadlines. Does this work for you guys? And we'll let them know. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, call us at three. 
303-921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Tommy Carafa with Home Smart to discuss buying or selling your next home, Tommy, what is the best phone number to reach you? 303-257-3891. And again, for our listeners out there, Tommy is a wealth of knowledge. He's by far one of the best in the business. I can't can't speak, you know, any any high, more highly of Tommy and his uh, real estate experiences and his real estate expertise. So if you're listening, definitely give him a call. If you're looking to upside, upsize, downsize, first-time homebuyer, if you're looking to buy land, if you're looking to buy custom, you know, give him a call. He can definitely help you out at 303-257-3891. John, I think we got a great triple play of Denver's hottest listings, right? We got some great ones today, Dave. The first one here is Tony Martinez with Brokers Guild, and he's got a great listing at 3181 Troy Street in Aurora. This one's listed at 470000 uh, Building area, total square footage, 1,960 square feet. It's got five bedrooms, three bathrooms. Rooms. This is an open layout, remodeled kitchen with a big backyard. Sellers are motivated. If you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to Tony Martinez at 720-329-6254. Talk about an excellent agent over there at Brokers Guild. Top, he does a great job. Top Absolutely. agent over at Brokers Guild. We're fortunate to be his preferred lender, and I, I can't tell you you can't tell our listeners enough about him. Another great, knowledgeable agent like Tommy Carafa as well. Uh, John, I got a great one over here by Donna Jarrock uh, over at Coldwell uh, Coldwell Banker. Uh, great agent as well. This one's at 2675 South Peoria Street in Aurora. It's listed perfectly at $400,000. It's a great, great townhome. It's about 1,800 square feet. It's got three bedrooms, three baths. And a unique feature of this one is that the house is actually under uh, currently being remodeled. So, you know, if that's something that you're looking at, you know, trying to get something newer, you know, definitely reach out to Donna on this property because you might be able to have some, you know, say in some of the remodeling features of it. It's going to, you know, include a brand new stainless steel appliance package. So reach out to Donna uh, over at Coldwell Banker. She can be reached at 303-718-6285. All right, Dave, I got one more here. Kim Byers with Compass. Uh, she's got an awesome listing here at 1735 South Sherman Street in Denver. This one's on the market at $1.2 million. It's got... Uh, Building area total square footage over 2,400 square feet, a four-bed, three-bath. This beautifully renovated bungalow is located on a double lot in the heart of Platte Park. The large background features a great patio for entertaining and a two-car garage, ideally located just a few blocks from all of the shops and restaurants on South Pearl Street. If you'd like more information on this property, reach out to Kim Byers at 303-618-6806. And I think Tommy's got a few listings coming up in the in the near future, right, Tommy? I do, yeah. They'll be coming up. Uh, I got one in Highlands Ranch and then another one uh, potentially in Denver. So Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And you've been doing a lot lately, I've seen in the in backcountry too. Yeah, that's a that's a great neighborhood Is in it? Highlands Ranch. I don't know much about it, right? Yeah. It's but, it's the latest or the newest neighborhood in in Highlands Ranch. So beautiful gated community, and uh, has a great pool. It feels like you're in a resort, and some of the most um, epic views uh, throughout the the Front Range are back there. 
That's incredible. Hey, John, why don't you do us a favor and uh, kick off the second half of the show? Yeah, guys, we've got a few minutes left here. I wanted to highlight a few more areas of the purchase contract for our listeners. Tommy, uh, seller concessions, it's kind of a small area. It's, it looks like it's almost kind of thrown in there, uh, relatively easy to miss. But this is a really important one. Uh, talk to us a little bit about seller concessions, what they are, and who they benefit. Right. So actually, this one, uh, I just had it had one on a contract where it was for our inspection. So we had items that, that did come up there, truly health and safety items. However, the seller just decided, Hey, in this market, it's really hard to get good contractors out there and to get closed in time for this. So what they'll do is they'll give you a concession and it could be $500. It could be a thousand, maybe it's 5,000. Um, but we also want to consult with the lender too, to make sure that's going to fit within their loan, uh, their loan limits and requirements. So a concession is rather than in the case of an inspection, rather than fixing it, they'll give you the money and you can go hire your own um, professional or maybe you'll just uh, go out and fix the item yourself if you're handy. No, and concessions are definitely, like Tommy said, definitely consult with your lender. You don't want to get too much in concessions. That way you're leaving money on the table and ultimately that ends up getting back to the uh, – the seller, right? So make sure you're utilizing all concessions. The next one is title insurance, Tommy. Um, and, and I'm going to enlighten our listeners a little bit about this one. There are two different versions of title insurance. There's what is it called a lender's policy and an owner's policy. The lender's policy is us as a lender, we need to get title on that property and the buyer to make sure there's no encumbrances against title. And then the owner's policy is actually a policy on the seller of the property to make sure that the buyer is buying a property that isn't going to have any liens against the seller, like tax liens or judgments that could potentially stick to the property. Um, next one, Tommy, surveys. Are, are those, do you see those that often? Oh, yeah. The surveys are, are big, especially I've had clients who are buying land and we need surveys. It's a very important and to fit in the time structure of the contract during the due diligence. Because you might think you're getting 10 acres, 15 acres, and in reality, there might be some easements on the property. They might not have been uh, properly advertised, and you might be buying five acres while you're thinking you're buying 15. With that said, though, a lot of of surveyors are busy. Surveys can be expensive, so Mm. they are booked out. So it's, it's... it's really important that us as agents, we put it into a realistic time frame, just like for you guys in loans, that we don't we don't put it in, in a realistic situation and then um, blows up the contract or they lose their earnest money or even worse, they buy a property. They thought they were getting something something a lot larger and it's a lot smaller and that's just it's a recipe for disaster well and and surveys are interesting you know a lot of times you'll see title title requires a survey that's because there was something within the contract that indicated that we needed a survey um a lot of times you know they'll want an ilc an improved location certificate again a lot of times it's in the contract and you don't necessarily need it in all instances if it's a very suburban setting you know and the plat map covers a lot of that information you can just go along the lines of a plat map but like tommy said these survey companies are busy columbine surveying out in littleton highly recommend them next one i wanted to highlight here guys we've got 
a couple minutes left. Uh, property disclosure, Tommy. Uh, property disclosure. This is important, right? This is where the sellers are going to basically disclose what they know about their home. Um, or they may disclose nothing at all. I've sort of heard both strategies from agents. What's your take on the uh, property disclosure? So property disclosures, anything that we know latent defect to the property, we're going to disclose. And I tell my sellers, honestly, just put it all out there. Up yes. Up. I've heard horror stories of sellers who have not, um, they knew something. And like, I don't know, should I put it on there? It's not going to sell. In reality, this the buyer had come back and, and they got sued. So I, I got I got a situation. I know these people that bought a house up in uh, Telluride area, Buena Vista or what? Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what's the one up there, John, up by Te- Telluride. Um, oh, regardless, it was talking. up there. Yeah, and they were planning on just doing a remodel on the house. Ure Montrose, Ure or Montrose. Yeah. yeah, they were planning on doing a remodel on the house. And uh, and do a VRBO and cash flow and be able to utilize it personally and stuff like that. Found out there was a pack of rats, mm. like Ooh. a ton of them, and yeah. and it's going to mediation or legal right now because they believe that the seller had knowledge yeah. of the rats because there was stuffed wool mm. in the, uh, a lot of yeah. the holes and everything, yeah. so they knew about it. But like Tommy said, right. air your dirty laundry out there. Yeah. If the buyer wants to buy and the seller wants to sell. They're going to figure out a way around it. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Johnny, great show. Tommy, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 104.3 The Fan. If you'd like to get in touch with Tommy Carafa with HomeSmart to discuss buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at 303-257-3891. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate Mortgage Report. If you have questions about financing your next home or refinancing your current mortgage, give us a call at Citywide Home Loans at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Radio, 1600, Saturday at 7 a.m.